0: Welcome to Cash Considerations, the podcast that takes you behind the Las Vegas sportsbook from the guys that actually work behind it. With your hosts, Allen Berg, Dave Sherapan, and Matoy Pearson. Oh yeah, I had to get my man nature boy Ric Flair in there after a great WrestleMania weekend, Masters weekend, wildness at the UFC, and now we get to look forward to the NHL NBA playoffs and baseball's going. So great time of year. No more college basketball talk, thank God. And I've got of course Big Dave and Matoy with me tonight on cash considerations. First, let's talk to our man Big Dave, who had a big weekend out with the family and the softball how you doing big dave
1: i'm good i'm recovering uh it was a long weekend but as always it was fun results weren't the greatest but uh we got better and that's all we're gonna do every day both as men and on the podcast just trying to get better
0: fantastic and mo how we doing tonight at as dave likes to call it the command center
2: uh it's pretty good man my Monday uh taking it easy um, you know getting plenty of action keeping me busy but it's it's been good man I'm I'm glad we're back we took a somewhat of a week off but we're all pretty busy during that whole uh, whole time so we'll go over it on uh, on this podcast
0: Yeah we all got the big schedules here and there we got we got a full full lives as as they say so uh which is good you know keeping us busy uh and uh doing everything we like to do so we're back tonight. Got a lot to cover. Um, first off, I'm just going bi- to briefly kind of touch on the Masters here to wrap that up. Um, Jeff did a great job uh, giving us a lot of analysis of that. Um, Big Dave as well. And, um, Big Dave, I just want to ask you real quick, um, what did what did you think of the Masters winner? And I know that uh, you were out there pretty busy this weekend, but um, you told me you kind of listened to the final round on the way home. Um, any takeaways from the tournament that, that you can save with just listening on the radio, which is a unique experience these days, and uh, the winner, Patrick Reed? Yeah, I'll tell
1: you what. It was, uh, it
0: was pretty entertaining to listen
1: to it on the radio. Um, you know, we had the satellite radio, and they do a great job with the coverage. And I, I, I guess, I mean, Sunday was pretty entertaining and, and, you know, up and down. I mean, Reed had it pretty locked up, but Spieth made an unbelievable charge and, you know, Fowler was lurking. So as far as the betting in the books, um, I think Reed was a very positive result for most of the books in town. You know, he went off around 30 to 40 to one. Wasn't a lot of people's choice, you know, Tiger not winning. And I mean, the public falls for the trap. They get caught up in these things, Mickelson, Tiger, the usual cast of characters. They didn't show as well. But, man, golf has changed, hasn't it? Where, I mean, they're, these guys are so good. Somebody goes low every tournament. There is not going to be another Tiger Woods, I don't think, any time in the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, that seems to be the case. I mean, you know, he was such an anomaly, and then, you know, being the – Uh, mixed race background had such an appeal to people and made golf interesting for you know new groups of people and um, you know and he just was such a draw such an athlete and uh, it was amazing to watch him grow up so fast and on the tour and just crush everybody and I think you're right I think that there's just not going to be anybody like him for a while I mean I, I think the next one will just come out of nowhere and um, you know, and I don't know that they'll ever be able to capture people the way he did um, just because it was so fresh and new to the tour and uh, gave them new life kind of. Uh, Mo, any thoughts on the Masters from uh, either, you know, just working working at the book? I mean, we saw tons of action, which was pretty cool. And I think Tigers Resurgence had a lot to do with that. And, uh, you know, we did offer quite a bit of stuff, which was, which was also really neat and uh, different from uh, last season.
2: Yeah, no, uh, uh our boy Jeff, uh, you know, knocked down job, uh you know, getting us prepped for props and uh you know, putting up the Masters pretty early. Uh so uh, most of the guys here could uh you know, get uh, get our eyes on um you know, golfers coming up and he gave uh, you know, people plenty of golfers. There wasn't just a field. It was, you know, anybody that could actually enter. They they were in there to um uh to actually, you know, be bet on. But I I think uh when you guys were going over the Masters, um when he when Jeff gave out uh, you know most of his his picks, I I texted him uh, Tony Finau is going to smoke, and then not maybe like ten hours later uh, he almost broke his ankle on on the part three contest. So I, I think I jinxed him, <laughs> and I didn't want to tell anybody that until I got on here. So I, I feel bad for our, our Bre- Samoan <laughs> brethren. Uh, that was a that was a rough that was a rough one to see, but uh, you know to see him come out uh, especially that Thursday and you know lead for most of it uh before speed kind of went on that run it was a uh, was pretty impressive man and he actually uh he did well on the on the back and i think on sunday uh we couldn't really get to see much of him but it was a uh, that was somebody that i was you know looking out for my uh, uh
0: personally well that's awesome um i i kind of have to touch on this we haven't really talked too much ufc on here which you know just breaks my heart but i i i have to jump in and talk about conor mcgregor a little bit um that was the most wild weekend in UFC history. I mean, for those who live on the moon or are listening to a sports uh, podcast who didn't see this on TV, I'd be astonished. But um, Al, was it staged? Was it staged? I don't believe it. Was it I don't believe it was staged. I think that's there's too many things that could connect things to to be staged. That being said. I do think that Dana White knew that Conor was coming and I don't believe that somebody just happened to let Conor in on his team that were press credentialed. That all sounds ridiculous. I I think Dana knew he was going to confront Khabib, but I don't think he thought it would get that much out of control. And I also don't think Conor actually intended to break the window. I think he was just trying to, you know, cause a scene and And look like he was, you know, a tough guy and, you know, chuck things at the bus and all this. And I think that part of it probably went a little farther than even I think he wanted to go. But realistically, man, I mean, uh, the thing is, I I was saying this. and I wrote this in my column today for Gaming Today. Like, to me, this is a calculated risk, man. I I mean, he's going to pay a $50,000 bail. He's rich beyond belief, has tons of lawyers, I'm sure. And they're going to they're going to get this whole thing sorted out. He'll get probation and, you know, some nonsensical community service and, you know, big fines and then he might get hit with a lawsuit. But everybody is already talking about Connor versus Khabib for the lightweight title. It'll be the biggest fight in UFC history. I was telling my buddies, my wrestling buddies that watch, you know, the WWE and stuff. I said, "Man, this is straight out of Vince McMahon's playbook. This is the biggest like drawing thing i've seen in years i mean it's it's incredible so to me whether or not anybody knew or just connor was just going mental it's going to work out for them in the long run big time
1: so they're going to they're going to make this fight that's what you're
0: saying oh eventually yeah i mean i'm not saying it's going to happen six months from now but it's the fight now everyone will want to see because now you've got this element of real any anything you can bring to the public that they can stink their teeth into that they think is real is a sell like it's a I mean look at look at how well McGregor and Mayweather sold and McGregor never fought a boxing match it was sold off trash talk off reputation off of flashy characters and this is no different you have this guy Khabib who grew up wrestling bears in the northern part of like Russia <laughs> in one of those small countries and is it just an absolute animal I mean he's 26 and 0 in MMA which is at this level, unheard of that someone is actually undefeated as champion and doesn't have like a six and six and zero record or something. I mean, twenty six and zero at, at at this level is insane. And then you have the most charismatic star they've ever had that people can't get enough of. That just made like close to probably a hundred million dollars in a boxing match because of how good he trash talks and promotes. It's phenomenal. I, I'm I'm absolutely enamored with the whole thing. I love it. I think it's. It's risky, and there's there's complications that could happen. But I think at the end, Connor just made more money in one UFC fight than he'll have made in his whole UFC career because of this incident happening and it being flashed across television everywhere.
2: It's going to be a triple threat match between <laughs> Floyd, Connor, and Khabib in like the next coming up months.
0: Oh, um, I'm pretty man. sure Floyd's
2: not going to throw a dolly through a bus, but don't let him in. Him and Dana
0: Dana's turning heel, when he cracks Connor over the head with a chair, and raises Mayweather's <laughs> arms, and we're all like, "Oh my god! Oh, it's gonna be incredible! Can't wait!" Oh yeah. Who wins the fight if they fight out? Ah, that's a great question, man. I I'm not quite sure. I mean, Khabib will be favored. Um, I've seen like lines anywhere from like minus one sixty to as high as minus two twenty. Khabib's an animal. I mean, he flat out um, just neutralizes guys. I mean, he made Al Aya Quinta look like, you know, a guy who has never fought in the UFC this week. And and he's a tough dude. And and he hung in there. And Khabib just kept, you know, he he basically won the first and second round 10-8, for those of you who didn't watch the fight or pay-per-view, because he wrestled him to the ground and just, just was pummeling him the whole time. I mean, the strikes were... A complete joke in the first two rounds. I want to say it was like fifty something strikes to ally Quinta's one. So, Khabib's the real deal. I mean, he's an animal. Um, but Connor's very fast, and you know he has power. So, because Khabib couldn't take Ali Quinta down the entire fight, uh, the first two rounds, like I said, dominated. Third, fourth, and fifth, he really couldn't get him to the ground again, which kind of made people start to wonder if at the highest level, can he do that to Conor McGregor? So it's going to be a great fight. It's a very interesting fight for me, who's a big UFC guy. Uh, definitely can't wait for it. Are we talking like a year out this fight is going to be? It's going to depend on all the legal stuff, I'm sure. Um, you know, like Dana had like that 48-hour hangover where it was like he bashed him and said it's the most disgusting thing ever, and then two days later he was like over it. So... I mean that's that's kind of my whole thing about why I think that you know he definitely knew something was going down, but I don't think he thought it was going to get that out of hand. But uh, yeah, I mean I think maybe like winter time possibly would be what I would say would be their target. I've heard that they'd love to have the fight in Russia. I mean Connor in front of Russia and Russian crowd against Khabib would be phenomenal. Man, that would just be such a huge ticket. Wow. Yeah. Well.
1: I don't know. I, I just saw footage of it and thought this had to be planned. I mean, there was obviously something going on. Like, I again, maybe it got carried too far, but I was like, wow, they must they must know something. And I didn't know the history with Khabib and, and all this stuff. Like, so I'm learning it as I go and listening to you, someone who follows it. You saying it'll be the biggest fight, you know, in Conor's UFC history, let, let alone period that means it's going to be a good fight.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's a huge deal. And it's honestly, um, it'll be t- Connor's toughest fight to date as well. So that, I mean, those two things, the actual athletic draw of everything plus all the stuff now that surrounds it is just money being printed. So it hmm. should be cool. But anyways, let's, uh, let's move on here. We're going to talk some uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. So before we uh, get to that point, um, I do have some footage, uh, I believe. Let me see here. I'm trying to pull it up. Yep, here we go. We got uh, We got our man uh, Gerard Gallant, the uh, Vegas Knights coach, talking to the club about their matchup with the Kings. So go ahead and listen in here, folks.
2: Tonight, we are the greatest high. to be hockey players. Every one of you. And you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over i'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the soviets have screw them this is your time now go out there and take it
0: man i didn't realize that uh he was gonna call the kings a bunch of soviets so that was kind of wild um (laughs)
2: But, uh, no, Uh, I'm super fired up
0: for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Our Vegas Golden Knights are in the postseason, which is incredible. They won the Pacific Division. Got me reminiscing about the movie Miracle, which, if you haven't seen it, it's phenomenal, of the 1980 uh, U.S. Olympic team that beat the uh, dreaded Soviet Union. So, um, but, yeah, it's great stuff. Um, They got a tough matchup, though, Uh, Big Dave. We kind of touched on this a little bit with Jeff. Uh, I said I was I was scared of this team they're playing because they just play a grind-out style defensively, uh, number one in the league as far as giving up goals. So they're, they're going to be a very tough out, and I think the, the biggest issue here is the first round, uh, you kind of want to get things over with as fast as possible. You don't want to get into these six, seven-game physical series Um, and then have to turn around and and start, you know, just the second round when you win. So um, give me your thoughts on, obviously, the first matchup here, Knights and Kings. And uh, at the end, let me know who you think is going to win and how many games.
1: Well, I, you know, just looking at the prices of all the series, this is the lowest price along with like the Anaheim San Jose series. Which is a little scary because this isn't the team that, as a as a Knights fan, I think that anyone wanted to see. That the Kings do play that game, um, it, it just it's a tough matchup, style wise. And you know, like I mean, to use a fight analogy, styles make fights. This one's going to be a knockdown, dragout affair. I think it's going six or seven games. And at this point, you know, I want to say it's a coin flip, but I think. What will eventually separate itself will be the home ice, and Vegas, I think, survives, but they're not better off for it. I think it's gonna, it's just gonna take a chunk out of them. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Kings win the series. I'm rooting for the the Knights to win the series because these playoff hockey runs in a city with a team are just fantastic, and it being the first season here, the expansion thing, everything is just it, it's going to be so exciting for all of us now to experience it in our city, where we live. So I want to see the Knights win. I think they can win. Fleury's going to have to win a game, maybe two. I expect a lot of unders in this series. Um, The totals will be hung five and a half max. I wouldn't be surprised to see a five. Maybe even if it continues 2-1, 2-1, 3-2, we might see a four and a half. But Vegas in seven for me.
0: Very cool. I, I uh, wrote about this uh, specifically in the paper because I do also write a um, Golden Knights column. And, you know, I mentioned how I felt like this is a horrendous first-round matchup, not because they can't beat the Kings, but, again, because I feel like it's the type of team that's going to be physical. Um, you know, tons of these guys that are on the roster have been there before. They've won a cup. They have, you know, a cup winner, goaltending, and it's it's – just an awful first rounder. And I, I, I think that Vegas will get it done. I think it's always kind of, to me, a little cliche to kind of try to break down how the series is going to go because, you know, you get into the whole, well, they got to They got to do well in the first, you know, two games or three games or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, you know, that's a big game. They're all big games at the end of this whole thing. I mean, nobody wants to be down three, nothing, obviously. And they have to win four straight. So, I think the biggest, like, I guess, area of this thing is they have to – I think they have to not get dominated at all in the first three games. In other words, they just have to make sure that they have their confidence and that they'll believe that they had chances to win each game no matter the result. And I think if they do that, once they get their feet wet as far as a team, playoff-wise, I think even if they're down 2-1, say after three, I think they can come back and win that series and, you know, use kind of that T-Mobile Arena crowd that's been so, so great for them uh, this season and uh, find a way to get past the Kings. And And I kind of agree with you. I think it does go seven. I think, they, like I said, they're just going to have to grind this thing out.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, from a number standpoint, Kings have the second lowest total for all the playoff teams of even strength goals. I i, I doing a little research, mm-hmm. saw that. So I think the Knights can play them even strength very close. Um, the Kings have all the experience in the world. I mean, they've won Cups, you know, two times in the last four years. And, I mean, the quick has been there as far as goaltending, but so has Fleury. So it's really an evenly matched series. I mean, th- th- they played four times this year. They split them 2-2. Three yeah. of the games went to – uh overtime you know so it, it's it's gonna be one of those series that goes back and forth and yeah they're gonna you know they can be down two one and they're not out of it they can be up two one and still you know have to play every shift this is one of those series you can't take a shift off man it's gonna be intense and the kings are coming to to take game one if they lose game one the, the knights are okay like you said, you can't get dominated you can't panic. I hope neither team gets down uh, two games you know that's when things get interesting. If the Kings come and win both away games, uh oh right. now we might be in big trouble that's right. that's the that's the scenario that you're looking at. They split the first two games that's okay. they can split the games in LA and come back three game series with two of them at home that's that's the best case scenario for me.
0: Right. I, I mentioned in the, in the column, I, I think the Knights win game one just with the crowd and the environment. I just think they're going to be so up. It'll be, it won't be tough for the Kings to match the hockey on the ice. I just don't know if they'll match their energy level in game one. Because they're also, again, that veteran team where game one might not mean as much to them as it will the Knights. And I think they'll be a really good pick in game two if they fall down uh, one nothing versus if the Knights drop the first two, um, I do think they'll win game three down Oh two, just because they'll know, like if we get one, you know, right now we're we're back in the series. Even if we lose game four, we can, we can, you know, bring this thing back and win this thing in seven. So that, that's going to be huge. But, um, but we got a lot more of the matchups here. So we'll, we'll kind of move along. Um, Staying in the Pacific, we got the Ducks and the Sharks. Uh, Caesars had uh, Ducks minus one twenty five currently. Ducks or uh, Sharks plus one hundred five. Um, you get you like anybody in this one?
1: Uh, total coin flip for me. I I, I I really don't like either team. Um, to say that you know this team's going to win the series, but I would give a slight lean towards. I think the the price on the sharks just being a plus. I think they're live. Uh, the goaltending is a is a big question mark for me for both teams, and that's ultimately a hot goalie usually takes a team to the finals. And I don't know Martin Jones or or, or, or John Gibson are the guy that's going to do that. So in a series, just head to head. I mean, the Sharks won the season series three zero and one. I think they're live.
0: Yeah, you know the one interesting fact that I that I found too, though, is that three of the four games went into a shootout. Shootout. Yep. So you know, so that that's like as tight as a series as you're going to get. Um, mm-hmm. I I just don't like the Sharks' form lately, and I feel like the Ducks just looked a little better um, the last few games. And I don't know. I I, I just get the feeling the Ducks are going to win the series. I don't really have any concrete evidence to give you but you know to me they they just pass the eye test right now a little better than the sharks do and the teams know each other well enough i don't think there's too many magic tricks going on here so um i, I think ducks in like 6
1: yeah that's another one that's going 6 or 7
0: all right um let's talk about the uh, number 1 seed in the west uh we got the national predators who are sitting at minus 550 Against the Colorado oh. Avalanche, a plus four and a quarter currently at Caesars. Ooh. Um man, I the Predators are playing amazing and they're the defending Western Conference champs. Uh, I I think this is an, I think this is a cakewalk for them. I think they win in five.
1: Five max. This may be a sweep. I mean <laughs> the, the the Avalanche don't have Varlamov in net, so they're throwing uh Jonathan Bernier. Yeah, he's playing that. Uh, he's got five career playoff starts. He's not winning a game in Nashville. I, I just don't see that happening. So, can they win a game? Yes. Are they going to win more than one in the series? No. This yeah. one's a this one's a four or five gamer. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Uh, let's see here. Well, the last one out west, we got the uh, Winnipeg Jets as a two dollar and thirty cent favorite over the Minnesota Wild. Uh, you know the jets have been obviously uh on our minds as a team that looks that has the look of a Stanley Cup type uh championship team this year uh rooting for my man Jeff to get the uh, jets in possibly you know not at the expense of course of the knights or the uh penguins as we got some fans but i think at the end of the day we'd love to see him hit a good ticket there uh, you know, the wild, what a tough break, losing Ryan Suter to, to that uh, injury for the season. Really, to me, it just crushes their chances, just like uh, Jeff said, his wild futures are are uh, in the shredder.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the price is a little undervalued, you know, because if they win game one, the price is going to jump uh, pretty big. And I like to look at these prices as they get adjusted based on the game results so laying a little over two dollars now with winnipeg not a bad idea um again minnesota may win a game in the series they maybe they'll hold hold court and win both three and four at home but them winning a road game in in winnipeg is not going to be uh not going to be very likely the only question mark for winnipeg is really their experience they're the They're the fourth-youngest team in the NHL, and they don't have many guys on the roster that have playoff experience. So we'll see how that's handled, but just the momentum going in, the way they're scoring goals. Minnesota doesn't score a lot of goals. It's a bad matchup for the Wild.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, heading out east. Um, let's just start. Let's start with your boys, man. Uh, a classic battle against the Philadelphia Flyers. Penguins minus two forty. Flyers two to one on the back.
1: Man, I know the Penguins beat them all four times this season, <laughs> and it is just it 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 is a playoff game every time they play. The fan bases hate each other. The teams don't like each other. They go back and forth. There's usually a lot of penalties. It gets chippy, um, but I guess the Penguins just have an edge over this team that the, that's reflected in the price. It seems a little steep to me. I mean, they were only separated by two points overall in the standings. It seems like it should be a lot closer, but the Flyers have bigger question marks than the Penguins do. I mean, Murray's going to start. He's won the last two cups, but he had help. He doesn't have help this year. The backup goalie situation for the Penguins is bad. So yeah. if he, yeah, if he falters, man, they haven't been good on the road. I don't know. Like it just seemed a little overpriced to me. I made the line, you know, minus two hundred when I did my own numbers. So it came a little high, but that's just the pub the public backing the Penguins. When you look at the futures, the Penguin futures are low. Can, I mean, they're the same as the Lightning. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, because of pedigree, history, whatever they have, Sid and Dino. I get it, but I don't expect this to be a four or five game series. I mean, I, I expect the Flyers to win two or three games, so this could wouldn't surprise me to go seven at all.
0: Yeah, I think I think you know that. I, first of all, I, I do want to say one thing. I know that to a lot of people, it's not popular. But I love the NHL's new playoff format. I, I like the idea of teams having to play through their division to get to the next round and stuff. I think it's fantastic. To me it's that's what hockey for me is about. It's about rivalries, it's about, you know, winning your division. It's about, you know, the best teams in the division have to punch each other in the mouth to get to get past to the next level. I, I think it's very cool to get these types this of this is the way it was
1: always this is the way it was always done A B like this is you had to get out of like back in the old days the Penguins had to get out of the Patrick division right and could never do it. You know and you and it was just in like the Norris division back in the day that was always the blues and the red wings and the blackhawks and they used to kill each other every <laughs> year and you just couldn't wait The it was it was great to watch. It was great for the players because There are no surprises. The rivalries are already set. You know what you're getting when you go to those buildings. And it's a great watch. So I'm with you. I'm glad they went back to this. And um, it makes the road harder, doesn't it? Like in in a couple of these divisions, man, this this is no joke. I mean, we could have, you know, caps and and pens in a second round, lightning and bruins in a second round. I mean, there's going to be some tremendous matchups leading up to the finals in the Cup.
0: Right, and I I think, you know, at the end of this, it's like records are overrated anyways as far as I'm concerned. There's so many factors that go into records. Injuries, teams catching a hot streak against bad teams, there's all kinds of stuff. So if you throw all that out, did you finish high enough in your division to make the playoffs? Great, now you're in the playoffs. Just beat everybody you have to play and get there. No excuses, Just, just do it. So I love it, I think it's fantastic um all right so let's see we, we touched on your penguins here so let's go to the uh the number one seed the tampa bay lightning minus 320 against the devils plus 260 and i'm giving you a hot take right off the bat the devils are going to win this series
1: Ooh, i like the way the devils are playing um they don't have to play boston which is good um And I'm glad they're not playing Pittsburgh because I really thought, I said it last week, I thought that the Devils (laughs) were going to beat the Penguins. So not surprised with the take. I like it. Um, And you just got to get some goaltending from New Jersey. Just some. You don't have to have – they're going to score. So you just need the guy to make the saves that he's supposed to make, whether it's Kincaid or Schneider. It's probably going to be Kincaid because Schneider has been just – Swiss cheese the it's last a, month.
0: It's uh, incredible how that, like, hockey is so unique in how fast teams can change. Devils oh, couldn't, yeah. The Devils couldn't score, and Snyder stopped everything he could. And, and now it's like his job has been a little easier, and it's like he fell back because of it or something. It's so bizarre.
1: Yeah, it's weird. And, I mean, this matchup in itself, the Devils won all three games that they played mm-hmm. against the Lightning this year. So – yeah, the Lightning have to be thinking, wow, uh, you know, I guess Boston losing in the last, <laughs> the last game, <laughs> the only game on Sunday, you know, flipped this matchup. So now they have to play the Devils. I don't know. If I'm, if I'm Tampa, I'm a little nervous, you know, thinking, all right, we got to for sure we got to win these home games. And it wouldn't surprise me if Tampa has to win a game or two on the road to win the series. It's well. What, what, is it overpriced? I mean, what do you guys have? Three
0: twenty. Yeah, three twenty on this Two sixty. I mean, Ooh. that's that's my thing. I, I just think it. I just think the price is. And you know, this is for the most part. I mean, you know, you can shop anywhere at the moment, and I'm sure you're going to see anything from three dollars to three fifty. I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just think the Devils just just match up real well with the Lightning, I and mean, that's why they were beating them. So, yeah, give me the Devils at that price. I'll take a shot, man. All what's right.
1: crazy is if the Devils win game one, what's the adjusted price out?
0: Oh, man. It goes to
1: minus 150?
0: Uh, yeah. Say, in half, maybe? I was going to say 140. But, yeah. But, again, I like the Devils, so maybe I'm I'm pricing them a little bit down. But, yeah, I, I, that's what I think. I mean, I feel like the pressure is on the lightning. You know, there, there are teams expected to be in the Stanley Cup finals to perform. And the Devils are like, hey, man, we're back. We've been doormats for a few years. We're bringing, we're bringing back the excitement of the club, you know, for – for our fans that we've had, and, I, I, man, I think they're dangerous. For sure. All right, uh, let's see. We got the, oh, boy, the Maple Leafs and the Bruins. Uh, I think we can all remember what happened the last time these two teams played in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> Toronto fans just got to be turning off the podcast since I just mentioned it. Uh, uh... The brutal Game 7 loss up 4-2 with, I think, like 68 seconds left in the game, and they gave up two and then one in overtime to lose the series. It's just heartbreaking stuff.
1: Well, this year's going to be different, isn't it? I mean, is this Toronto's time? Is this the series that they – I mean, they got to get through Boston. (laughs) Everybody's going to bring up this. It just comes down to that. I mean, this is going to be such an entertaining series because Boston's good, but they're beat up. Toronto is, is they got to make the next move, right? They got to just overcome this. This is like, you know, when the Bulls could finally beat the Pistons. I mean, they, this is the team they got to overcome to go to that next level. They get them in the first round. I can't wait to watch it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think it's, this is another one of those coin flips for me. I don't think this is a shoe in for Boston at all.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's reflected in the price. Bruins are only a dollar forty-five after the great season they've had. You know, and you get to plus one twenty-five in the Leafs. If anything, I would say it's a, maybe a tad short, just based on like you know the Bruins' body of work all season. But you know, the Leafs, uh, I want to say, have been kind of hurt uh, for you know the, the turn of the year, and, and they're healthy now, and Matthews is back, and all these good things. So. Uh, They'll be fired up man. I mean that that thing seems like a game seven written all over it, but this time it'll be back in Boston. So be pretty interesting to see if it if it goes the distance.
1: Yeah, I I mean it's going six. It's going six minimum. This is going to go back and forth and one turnover is going to determine it one, you know, deflection is going to determine it a bad line change. It's going to be that close back and forth the whole series.
0: All right, well, we got one left. Uh, We got the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Washington Capitals. Capitals are minus 125, plus 105 in the Blue Jackets. Uh, Columbus was my preseason pick to win it all, and I think that they will at least take care of the Capitals. I like it. Um I don't know
1: how the Caps are doing it. I really don't. I don't think they're that good. I honestly God, I really, you know, they've been so much better in, in years past. Jeff and I talked about it last week, too, and I don't know. Columbus just seems like they're coming in hot. They're, they're coming playing the right way. They got the better goalie. Um, Bob hasn't done it in the playoffs per se, but I don't even know who's going to start for the Capitals in game one, whether they're going to start Hopey <laughs> or Grubauer. Like, if I don't know. I mean, I guess they know, but man, there's so many question marks for the Capitals going in. the price is reflected. Obviously the, the, the blue jackets are live. I, I would not be surprised at all to see them win this series.
0: Yeah. I just think uh, the superiority of goaltending for them, uh, they have a coach that's won it all. I, I just think that they've, they've kind of hit their stride. I mean, they were beaten up on some tomato cans during their, their nice streak here, but you know, you've got to put away the teams that you should beat. And I think mentally that gives the team some good confidence heading into the postseason because everybody's now 0-0. Zero and zero. None of that stuff matters. And uh, for them, I think they got the, the right first-round matchup for them to try to make a run at this thing. So, uh, you know, don't sleep on them. I think they're, they're, they've got the potential. And if Bob Roski gets hot in the playoffs, look out, man. They'll, they'll roll all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: Oh, yeah, no, this is a team that could. They really, really could. Their downfall season has been their power play. It's been really bad. I just read a stat. They only scored 39 goals while on the man advantage all season. Yep. that's near the bottom of the league. I mean, you don't have to worry about too many power plays in the playoffs, though. You know, right. so it, it, that's the one thing you can not overcome. I mean, it's play, it's uh, power plays and like shootouts. If you're not good at shootouts, it doesn't matter in the playoffs because there are no shootouts. So those are the type of things. There's way less penalties. The Jackets are right there. I don't know. I, it's the, the East is going to be a gauntlet, isn't it? The whole thing.
0: I, I I think the West could be too. I mean, you know, we sit here and talk about the Predators-Jets, but, I mean, once we get to the second round, I mean, if the top teams win, we're looking at Predators, Jets, Ducks, and Golden Knights. I mean, that still looks like a field where I'm like, well, I could see anybody coming out of there. And I, I feel like the East is a little bit deeper as far as, like, all eight teams. But yeah, it's it's going to be a fun playoffs. So I, I definitely don't think there's a a you know a sheer fire favorite. I, I mean, the Predators are probably the closest thing we have. But there there's no guarantees in the Stanley Cup playoffs. To your point about penalties, I mean, you know it's got to be a crime on the streets for you to get a penalty call <laughs> in the Stanley Maybe. Cup playoffs. Right, <laughs> right, not you, you,
1: right. It may be just a minor. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 you're you're lucky. So. Yeah, it's it's not the NBA. Let's put it that way. Like, you know, there's not two teams we can punch their ticket to the finals. Right. You know, there's, there's, there's none of that, especially after the first round.
0: Forget right. about it. All bets oh, are yeah. off.
1: It could be anybody's. Yep.
0: No question. And that's a perfect transition for me to blow through my NBA uh, takes for the week here. Um, hey, and Mo, feel free if you want to jump in on a little NBA here with me, buddy, because I know you've been hanging in there with us. I've been reading about
2: Michigan's passing game. Oh god, uh, moving to uh, college football. Okay, well at least yeah, it's, college no. okay. <laughs> it's college
0: football. it's college football. Man, I heard yeah, Michigan. So. I'm like, I'm shutting this whole thing down. Uh, uh, no. uh, but anyway, um, I, I mean, I'm you know, still gonna
2: play the Devils. I'm gonna play the Devils. I just want to. I'm oh, listening. Oh, nice. I'm, okay. I'm definitely. Oh, he's in. So I'll, I'll play the Devils. The yeah, I mean, all really, right. You, you really hooked it up this Saturday, man. So
0: I got to oh, roll with yeah. Big Allen, man. Listen he's he's been on a roll. Yeah, he's been giving me props for my UFC plays this weekend, so. Um, anyway, uh, well, I, I, let me just blow through this real quick. Uh, I, I think that, you know, the Rockets and, and Warriors are still clearly the two the two teams that are going to come out of the West. I, I'm always all of a sudden hearing so many people talk about the Jazz and the Blazers, and I'm like, get out of here. Like, this is not happening. That The only chance the Warriors are getting knocked out is if the Rockets beat them in the West Conference Finals or – they get taken out in round one. Because if Steph Curry's not there, which he isn't, and they get a team like the Thunder or possibly, I would say the T-Wolves, if they get Jimmy Butler back to health, that's a possibility that there's an upset brew in there just because they just don't look right. They just don't look like the Warriors. And I think if any team can get a couple games from them, they're going to have that blood in the water and they could be in trouble. But other than that, the Rockets are coming out of there as far as I'm concerned. The East, to me, I've been really trying to break down the East a little bit more in depth than the West. And I got to tell you, man, it's a lot of it is going to come down to LeBron, but if the, if the teams like the Raptors, the Sixers, uh, can put it together for, for a series, they're capable of beating the Cavs because the Cavs just aren't as good as they've been. And, uh defensively has been their biggest thing uh but as you saw if you got a chance to watch the Cavs Sixers game this weekend it was wild and LeBron was just you know showing off that he was the best player in the league but the key thing was for them unlike the Raptors they actually the Sixers actually won the game so uh they're dangerous I think LeBron's probably headed to Philly next year that team will be nearly unbeatable if Embiid stays healthy and uh that's pretty much the NBA for the week so uh, we'll get back to that once the playoffs start, and I can get these guys a little bit more fired up since we can get a lot of the bad basketball <laughs> out of the way. Is it set up where Toronto's
1: <laughs> going to play Cleveland in the second round? Yes, as of yes. Right now?
0: As a fan, I'm I'm loving it. I'm like, bring it on, man. Let's do it. I, I Let's oh, just get wow. it out of the way because I'm like, if they beat Cleveland, they can, they can do it. They can get to the finals. They can, you know. I think they'd give – I actually think they would give the other team that they play in the finals a series, but I they, I don't think they'll win. But it would just be nice to see my team make the NBA finals. It would be a cool thing. I think it would be oh, good for be Toronto. Watch
1: TV. It would be great. Are you yeah, kidding
0: me? It will yeah. be awesome. It would be incredible. For, no Kyrie
2: for Boston either, man. I know. And no yeah, Embiid think, for, you know, for a few weeks well. As well I've, been hearing, I've
0: been hearing rumblings that he might be back sooner than people said. So we might have we might see him pop up in the first round maybe even. So we'll see. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. But, um, but yeah, just uh, we only got like about three minutes here. Uh, I got a new little uh, segment to bring to you guys. We're going to talk to Mostradamus. <laughs> bring him on in. What do you got for us today, I wish... old seer of seers?
2: I, I wish I wasn't put on the spot like this. Uh, you know, I'm glad that we're actually coming out with this. <laughs> Instead of laughing about it at work. Uh, man, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, for the, the listeners right now, we'll have uh, uh, probably uh, my, my man, Charles Barkley, a soundbite of him uh, uh, going. Uh, he has a, a phrase where he says, uh, I know for a fact, but I'm just guessing also really which is incredible <laughs> and way funnier when Charles says, I think I'm butchering it. But we'll probably lead off with that. And then I'll give you, you know, my my mortalist lock of, uh, you know, uh, something at that time, uh, especially, you know, d- down in the future. Um, you know, as far as Nostradamus, I don't know why I'm explaining myself, <laughs> um, but, uh, but, um, I wish, uh, Allen would have gave me devils and, you know, he didn't give it to you guys already. Cause I would have just played it off as my own Nostradamus lock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. he's always game but, one. Um,
2: right, right, right. Uh, I'll, I'll probably just end up going with the Knights, man. <laughs> as far as the hometown, um, you know, as far as what you guys already said, uh, you know, it's just going to be so much energy in the city. And uh, as far as, like, my first Mosterdamas play, it's got to be for the city. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely have Knights winning game one uh, here on the 11th on Wednesday. I like it. Wednesday night. Yep.
0: Alright, well, I want to bring this up real quick before we have our closing things. Uh the cash considerations rollover contest is going awesome. Mo has already Woo-hoo! won five straight games <laughs> with the Red Sox incredibly. Uh but that's why been...
1: he got his own segment. Yeah, I got own awesome. segment. Yeah. he got his own segment.
0: Yep. He he is currently seven and one, the leader in the contest. The cash considering uh listeners are two and two. Big Dave and I are, are at the bottom at 0 oh and two. But uh, there's plenty of season left, and if you haven't been retweeting our tickets and the polls, uh, do that. You'll have a shot to win one of the rollover tickets uh, that we put in for you guys weekly uh, for the Cash Consideration crew. And, uh, guys, you want to wrap anything up real quick? we got about 40 seconds. Big Dave.
1: Al, this Mets team is hot, baby. What a start. They go into Washington and sweep the opening weekend series down at the Nationals' home park. Pretty impressive boys and girls listening to the show just keep listening go on itunes give us a rating and hopefully gain some knowledge from this most Adamus episodes coming up
0: mo five <laughs> mo five seconds what do you got
2: go red sox go knights Simple as that
0: just to let you all know since big dave brought it up i did say the mets were my dark horse to win the world series this year it was in the paper but thanks for listening to cash considerations and we'll check you out next time
1: Go Knights.